challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Let me get to my point today in this podcast by describing something I experienced in the last few days. Like you, I'm living through these very difficult times, coronavirus and the riots in the streets and the killing of George Floyd. And and probably like you, I'm making all the difference that I can. I'm counseling leaders and I'm do, using my media and I'm doing interviews and I'm on television. And I'm doing everything I can to try to encourage the good, decry the bad, see if we can make a difference in this generation and and try to heal and fix some of these dysfunctions that are torturing us at this time. So what has happened for me is that I was in the studio right in the middle of all of this that all of us are experiencing. I was scheduled to go into the studio and read the audiobook of my new book, Men on Fire, Restoring the Forces that Forge Noble Manhood. Now, just for those of you who may not be aware of how it works for an author, uh, I finished this book this book months ago, uh, probably in January. I can't remember the exact due date right now, but it was due in uh, or way early this year. And uh, you know, it doesn't. It, the way it happens is not that an author writes right up to a couple of weeks before the release date and then hands it to his publisher. No, he hands it to his publisher months in advance so the publisher can edit it and do the layout and typeset and all that kind of stuff, and then print it and then get media going and then release it. So it's a many months long process. So I had certainly done interviews about this book. I had certainly read portions of it in preparation for those interviews, but I haven't actually sat down and read it uh, in quite since I wrote it. So here I was last few days, I'm sitting in the studio reading this book and I'm I actually, my biggest problem in the first part of reading the book was that I was moved to tears and I had to choke back tears while I was actually having my voice recorded um, because I was so grateful for how relevant the book is to what's going on today, to what men are dealing with right now. And by the way, I don't mean in that just the usual male challenges that I, I would have been addressing a few months ago, but right in the middle of coronavirus, right in the middle of these riots, right in the middle of the challenges to our national system and to manhood and what is manhood mean and what does justice mean and all of those things, uh, here comes this book that I've written. Let me tell you quickly uh, what the scheme of this book is. After I had written Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, which I think you probably know about, and then a little movement book called Building Your Band of Brothers, I realized I had something else to say to men, that as much as I was happy for what I had said and the movement that I was helping to feed and all of that kind of stuff, that I realized there was something strong I wanted to say to men. I realized that there were seven, this is the scheme I've used in the book, seven fires I wanted to see in the hearts of men. Seven fires that I believe should be burning in the heart of every good man. I think of them as fires. I think of them as dynamos in the the soul of a man. And many men are missing uh, these fires. These fires are not alive, are not kindled in their hearts. They've been doused. They've been snuffed out. And so that you understand what I'm talking about, let me list the seven fires that I'm describing in this book. I describe the fire of heritage in the very first chapter. Then I describe the fire of battle. In chapter three, I describe and and call men to ignite the fire of destiny. Then there's the fire of friendship, the fire of love, the fire of legacy, and the fire of God. 
and I do this in very non-religious terms. I really dive in and talk about history and talk about great men through history and talk about all of these seven fires and how they ought to burn in the hearts of a man. And then uh, my very last little short chapter is about the ritual that I envision that men can do with other men to commit themselves to see these fires ignited in their lives and also, by the way, to do with their sons. So I, I love the book. I'm very excited about it. The publisher agreed to publish it just in paperback, not on hardback. So yes, I want everybody to get them. Quite frankly, I'm not apologizing at all. I want to see these go out by the millions. I want to see men impacted. But what I want to tell you is, as I was reading through the book, I was moved deeply by the fact that while I had no idea what coronavirus was, and certainly could not have anticipated the killing of George Floyd uh, or any of the things happening right now, the relevance of what's on every page, uh, it moves me. You know, it's almost like I'm looking at somebody else's book going, wow, this is so timely. I'm not just bragging about my own writing. I couldn't possibly have known. For example, in the very first chapter in which I'm describing the fire of heritage that ought to burn in every man's heart, that he ought to be able to draw from his past, his heritage, good things, even if they're just slight, even if there wasn't a lot of good, but there's just a little good, you can still build on it. You can still let it take up residence in your soul. And if you have a broader and more noble heritage, then you need to let that take up residence in your soul and lift you to, to, to serving others with greatness and passion. So, in the, but, but by way of getting to that point in the first chapter, I use the talk of a professor that I once had. He and I went to an inner city, uh, black, largely black school, and he gave a talk about black history. And I got to tell you, it was, it was one of the most powerful things I ever saw. I, when, I, when we first got there, this guy, this professor obviously was older than I am. And I, when I first got there, I just thought, oh my gosh, these kids are not going to listen to this bow tie wearing PhD in history. He stepped up there and he said, let me tell you what people of your skin color have done through history. And he took off. I mean, he took off. He talked about blacks in history, talked about blacks in the Bible. He talked about black inventors. And if, and you know, the, the repeat line that he used in a big old section of it was, if you have used an iron, you need to thank a black woman. If you have had a blood transfusion, you need to thank a black man. If you eat potato chips, you need to thank a black man. And he would then tell the story real quickly, mention the name of the person who had invented potato chips or who had developed the idea of the blood bank and blood and, and storing plasma and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I tell you what, by the time he was done talking, the room was in a riot of joy. And I describe all that in the book. Well, here I am in the studio, just this, by the way, it's just the last 48 hours of my life uh, prior to me recording this right now. And, and here we are with riots in the streets and questions about the value of black America and people holding up signs saying being black is not a crime. And of course, you all know where I am on this and my connection to the black community and DC and family and my church and just everything. I'm just as committed to the cause of black ascent as, and, and justice for blacks as I can possibly be. So you know where I am. And here I'm reading a book that I've written that starts off with a big old celebration of what's going on, of what blacks have contributed just in, in a few areas of American life. So I got to tell you, I was moved. And, and I want to strongly urge you to get this book. That's not all this podcast is about, but I'm not going to hide the fact that I don't write books so that I can just put them on the shelf and say, gee, I wrote that book. This is a movement book. This is a book you need to have. Uh, I can't urge you to get it strongly enough. Mansfield's Book of Manly Men gave us the four maxims of, of manhood that many of you know, and then described masculine characteristics, ma characteristics of noble manhood 
and the lives of great and famous people. A Polish uh, hero by the name of Witold Pilecki and Booker T. Washington and and Winston Churchill, of course. You know, I'll probably never write a book and not mention Winston Churchill. And just on and on and on. John Wooden of UCLA and all the principles, all the truths that I learned from these guys. And and I just took one characteristic pretty much from each of them and, and, and urged them upon you. And then, of course, I wrote Building Your Band of Brothers, which is about, you know, hey, now that we've got a vision of what noble manhood is, you got to be bound. You got to be in a band of brothers so this stuff can be walked out in your life. But the book that I've just finished, that's actually releasing today, uh, it, it's actually out today, June two. This is the release date. Um, it is a book that talks, very, speaks very individually to a man, and says, "I want you to look at these seven fires that ought to be burning in your soul, and if any of them is missing, I want you to commit yourself to reigniting them again. There ought to be a fire of heritage burning in your soul." And I tell stories of men who had almost no heritage. Their father was in prison. Their mother died early, working themselves to death. I mean, it's just a horrible story. But they found one little thing in the dunghill of their past that they could build on, and they built a major legacy out of it. You need to find the heritage that is in part, that is given to you that God has been working through in your family line and find the good things that are there. And then, of course, the fire of battle. Look at the times in which we live. I'm not talking about battle like you go out the streets and start knocking people around. I'm talking about the, the invisible battles that most of us have to fight. We fight for each other. We fight for ourselves. We fight in prayer. We fight for self-mastery. We're in a time of battle. And, and by the way, manhood is always a time of battle. So the warrior spirit's got to be restored in us. And by that, I don't mean anything uncleanly violent or, or destructive. I'm talking about the way that a man has to think of himself as a warrior for noble manhood and a warrior in defense and protection and encouragement of those around him. And then, of course, the fire of destiny. I talk about God. I talk about what destiny is. I talk about how destiny uh, powerfully uh, lifted most of the men in history. And, and the great men always were talking about destiny and their calling and the purposes of God. And, and e- even men who weren't especially religious would still talk about how unseen wings beat over them and how they know there was a, a pattern and a purpose to it all. And they felt more called than elected, et cetera, et cetera. And then the fire of friendship. You're going to love this chapter. The fire of friendship. I talk about great friendships in the past. I thought I, I talk about how when a man is even alone in a room, uh, the, the fire of his friendships of men who aren't even there should be in his soul. What they've deposited, what they mean, how it how it inflames them, how it causes them to think in terms of how they should live out their lives. Powerful. The fire of love. That sounds real romantic novelish, but I take it in a manly direction and talk about the love we ought to be feeling, the love that we ought to have alive in us for the people around us and for our for causes. Uh, it's a manly kind of thing. It's a manly kind of love. The fire of legacy. Right now, as I look at this society, uh, a lot of what we're dealing with is legacy. What are we going to leave our children? What kind of justice are we going to leave our children? You know, I had a, a tearful conversation with my daughter just this morning because she went out last night in New York. You can imagine how I felt about this as a father, even though I kept my mouth shut. And she joined some of the protests and some of the marches in New York. Now, this is a this is a 30-year-old white girl, um, you know, probably just right of center politically like I am. Uh, she's no radical. She's a Christian. She's not trying to burn the country down, but she went out and stood with her black friends in a peaceful protest that was actually complimented by some of the politicians in the area. And I got to tell you, that's part of the legacy I want to leave. She called me this morning and thanked me for what her mother and I had 
put into her life throughout her life. We, we off, we did many, many, many things that had to do with social justice and many things that had to do with ha- having, um, you know, like I, I pastored churches, as some of you know, earlier in my life, and we'd have the missionaries come in. We'd have the missionaries have dinner at our house and, and we'd ask them to pray in their native language. And then we'd ask them to tell the kids about their, their context. So my kids grew up in a highly multi-ethnic, highly international, highly global Christian kind of approach. And she called me this morning to say thank you for that. And she felt like she was really, really had had stepped up into her own when she went out on that protest on her own and not just, you know, hanging on to mom and dad. Fire of God. I do a whole section in this book about uh, how religion, for the most part, in most churches, most institutions of religion, has become feminized. Now, feminism, feminized for me is not uh, feminism for me or or to be feminine is not a negative term. I don't want any woman to think that I think being feminine is negative. I think it's great. But when a man's feminized, well, that's not good. And when a situation like church is totally feminized, um, well, then men are going to back away. And that's why men attend church to the tune of about half of women attending church. And and so I don't, I'm not so much about you attending church in this chapter. I'm about the fact that God made you, he made you a man, and the fire of God needs to be burning in your soul. I do a whole riff on religion and how it's been feminized and, and how we need to bring it back and how we need to reclaim the manly themes, uh, for example, in Christianity and in the Bible. And then finally, uh, after all of that, I talk about the ritual that I want to see men do. By ritual, I don't mean anything you know dark and satanic. I just mean, you know, after men have read this book, after they've worked it through with their sons, you know, light seven fires in a field and approach each one of them and say some meaningful words over that. Commit yourself to these seven fires. I'll tell you what, these need to be burning in the hearts of men. This is unbelievably timely. This is unbelievably of the moment. And so, yeah, I want you to get this book. But more importantly, can I really speak bluntly to you? More importantly, I want you to buy more than just the books you need for you. Uh, our publisher is doing everything they can to, to allow people to buy this in bulk. You can get them at a discount right now on Amazon. Commit, please commit. You don't have to let me know this, but please commit. If you buy one, buy two and give it away. Give the second one away. Uh, we're going to be doing everything we can to give this away. This is meant to prompt conferences. This is meant to prompt events. This is meant to prompt things. We'll get past this coronavirus pretty soon. And then we'll be meeting back in rooms and meeting in fields and and having gatherings um, and you know, yeah, we can do it by zoom right now if we want to, but, but this, this is going to be, I think a movement book. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm very excited about the possibility. What I'm excited about most is the way it speaks to an individual man in the deepest parts of his life. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist, but I am a guy who speaks to men and writes to men and organizes events for men and leads men. And I believe that this is the most personal message that I've had for men because it reaches into their relationships with their fathers. It reaches into their relationships with their, with themselves, their heritage, their disappointments and disillusionments with religion, etc. And, you know, even down to personal things, like when you lay your head on your pillow at night, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Even if you don't have children, even if you're not married, what do you want? What imprint do you want to have on history? I was listening to a podcast, a recording of, of, a, of a talk given by uh, Representative Lewis, a man I really respect very much. I'm not with him on every issue politically, but John Lewis, the famous civil rights advocate who's a congressman out of Georgia. And he said, I felt like I was moved by the spirit of history. Now, I don't know exactly what he means, um, but, I, but I do know what, he, what, he's, what he's trying to say is he felt like history 
uh, was there for him to make an imprint upon. And I'm asking you, what kind of imprint do you make? And what, is, what does the word legacy mean for you? And how can you live for legacy? And I'm, I'm not just talking about your kids and grandkids. I'm talking about upon your nation, upon your world, uh, upon generations of men, etc. I appreciate you letting me talk to you bluntly about this. Uh, I try very hard not to try to sell things. In all of my podcasts, I want to inform people. I want to mobilize people. I want to help people. But I'm not going to hide from the fact that I've written a book that comes out of my passion uh, and experience in leading men and and wanting to see men whole and see men make a difference in this generation. And one of the ways that I can help address what's going on in our world is by feeding this noble men's movement that we're seeing rise. We need good men on the rise today. We need men aflame. We need men on fire with purpose and heritage and legacy and destiny and and, and friendships burning in their hearts, the, the, the understanding of God and a passion for God burning in their hearts. And that's what this book is about. So I won't do this often, but I'm doing it now. I want you to get, I mean, I'm talking about Right now, if you're sitting in front of your computer, go on Amazon, get this book, Men on Fire, Restoring the Forces that Forge Noble Manhood. And by the way, the Ford is written by the famous Olympian, Scott Hamilton. You may know Scott, know of Scott. Uh, Scott is a, is a many, won many gold medals in the Olympics, national champion many times over in figure skating. Here he was in a relatively feminine-oriented sport. He says that himself, and yet he had to battle through for noble manhood. And that's why I asked Scott, by the way, to write the forward to the book. Anyway, listen, I'm not going to take up more of your time with this, but I don't apologize for taking up the time I've taken thus far. Get this book. Put it and Get a second one. Put it in the hands of your son. Get a th- second, a third, fourth one. Put it in the hands of your sons-in-law. Put it in the hands of your bands of brothers. I'm not just trying to sell books. I want to launch a movement. Help me. Help me. I want to impact men. Men are vulnerable. Men are open. Men are asking questions. Now's the time for us to spark a noble men's movement, a great man movement that can have an impact and be part of the solution to our times. Help me do this. Let's spawn a movement. Let's impact the men we can impact because this is how great men behave. And this is what great men do. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.